Hey, this is Leo DeRocher, and you're listening to 91.5 Can't Shoot Thibodeau, your local alternative. This is the first episode of The Coach's Show. Today's guest is athletic director and head football coach for the E.D. White Cardinals, Coach Carlos Sang. First off, congratulations on the win. Thank you, man. Uh, big win. Big win. Uh, a lot of excitement going into the game uh, last Friday against uh, Vanderbilt. Obviously one of our big, big rivals. So uh, always good to get that win. Uh, but probably more important to get off to a good start during the season, uh, coming off uh, last season and uh, having some success and maybe seeing some some fruits of your labor uh, from the summer workout. So uh, really good start to the season. Yep. So I'm going to start off with this question. I'm going to start off with this question for Rebo, too. Uh-huh. Any new coaches on the sideline? Yeah, we, we lost a couple of CECP coaches, which are non-faculty coaches. Um, yeah, we, we actually were able to hire Kyron Brooks. Kyron is a former E.D. White player and played here at Nichols. Um, so glad to have him. He's working with cornerbacks. Uh, Trey Sternfels is also coming over, um, played for us as well at E.D. White. He's helping with uh, D. Lyman. Um, so glad to have those two guys with us. Also... Um, was able to maintain the staff that we had over um, the last few years. So probably got about 12 guys on staff. Really, really helps us. And um, Coach Chris Bajeron will still be running defense for me. And uh, Grant Chasson will run offense for me. So I'm actually able to just sit back and be a head coach. Yeah, that was my next question. What coaches returned? Yeah, well, um, we uh, all the staff coaches returned. So Coach uh, Jason Callahan working with D. Lyman. Uh, Nick Douay working with some running backs and kickers. Uh, Grant Chasson, as I mentioned, Chris Bajeron. Uh, Blaine Email uh, working with our O-line and doing special teams for us. Um, and then all the CECP guys uh, returned. Um, that includes Hunter Tabor and uh, Ethan Lacombe, who actually worked here on the Nickel staff uh, as, a, as a student and a grad student. So glad to have him back. Coach Eric Waggispack working with our DB. He's been there for a long, long, long time. Um, and then um, uh, Gavin Clements also uh, is coming to us. Um, I had spoken with him over the summer. He was playing ball at Arkansas Monticello. He was playing offensive line and uh, decided uh, due to some injuries that he wasn't going to play anymore. So um, brought him down, and um, he, he had played a few years ago. Uh, he's also working with the uh, offensive line. So really good staff, man, uh, from top to bottom. Uh, really have a coach for every position, uh, sometimes multiple coaches. Like uh, O-line, we have at least two coaches every day with those guys, sometimes three. So uh, really important. Uh, to have eyes on our kids, uh, be able to watch film, make corrections. So I uh, real f- real feel real confident about the staff. So having had the state championship run, mm-hmm. how many more people do you think y'all had joined football <laughs> this this yeah. year? We um I, I definitely saw an uptick in the numbers. Uh, we have we have 111 right now from ninth grade to 12th grade. Last year was probably 97 or so. So, you know, about 10, 14 kids. We, um, we got some kids to come out for the first time as a senior. Um, and then some kids who had, who had dropped out, decided they wanted to come back, came back to us. Um, this senior class has got 29 people in it. So that's, that's a huge senior class. 
Um, but several of those were kids that had never played football. It played, you know, maybe in eighth grade, came back uh, trying to find a niche uh, on our football team, um, you know, and but it, it's great to have that kind of leadership from the senior classes. So now let's move to the Vanderbilt game. Uh-huh. What was it like going into the Vanderbilt game after coming off the state championship that you, were, you know, that y'all had? Yeah, I'll be really honest with you. Earlier in fall camp, um, I don't think we were performing like I expected. And uh, sat down with some of the seniors um, and tried to discuss, you know, why was that happening. Um, and I think the bottom line was that those kids were thinking that everybody expected them to be a state champion this year. Um, and then once I realized that, realized the tremendous amount of pressure that they had put themselves under, uh, we corrected that. They got back on track. But I, I think, you know, I, I thought that the state championship run last year was going to give us some confidence. I think it did. But it also put some undue pressure on us. Um, I didn't like that. You know, a so too much confidence. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, and I think it's a lot of people just saying, hey, um, y'all were pretty good last year. Uh, this year you should win it all. You know, and, and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, we there was a lot of things that went well last year. A lot of things that were lucky for us last year as well. You know, you, you got to have some of that. Um, and so, you know, those things may or may not fall into place again this year. Uh, and that's not what I'm looking for. But never in my mind would I have imagined the amount of pressure that those guys were under to, to go win a state championship before you had even played a game. So I, I think it loosened us up. We got back on track. And um, I think since that meeting and since that discussion, uh, things have been, been uh, going, you know, going better. Um, again, the, the season is going to be what it is. I mean, you're going to have to deal with injuries. You're going to have to deal with situations that you didn't expect. And you're going to have to handle them well. So um, I think the state championship run gave us confidence. I, I, think it built, I think it built some culture in our program as well to, to know that if you continually work that hard, then some good things will happen as long as you have some good players. And I think that um, I think last year was uh, there's nothing but positive for us. So, you all had the rain delay. How does the rain delay have affect your pep talk with the team? Do you wait <laughs> to give it, or do yeah. you give it and then change it the next day? Well, um, our philosophy, I guess, this, this year is, is called Predator Mindset. It's based on a book that I read, and uh, it really talks about being able to block out the noise from everything that's going on and, and really not even worrying about who you're playing. Um, and... One of the things we always say is that the lion doesn't care about the opinion of the sheep because the lion's going to attack the sheep no matter what. And so we're getting ready to play, and I gave the the lion speech that we're about to attack, and then and then they tell me, "No, you're not. You're not about to attack. Go go stand under the uh, under the shelter right there." And uh, it really got to the point, very honestly, where it was unsafe. Our, our kids had. You know, our kids had pads on since 6 o'clock. We had gone through warm-ups. Everybody was sweating a little bit. Uh, we were ready to go. It got delayed. So we went sit for just a moment. Our strength and conditioning guys then came in and kind of rewarmed us up. And then it got pushed back another half hour. By that time, kids are getting dehydrated, hadn't eaten since 3 o'clock, and now it's 
they're telling me it's going to start at age 15 so just not a safe situation and i'm glad we didn't start because we probably would have been there till almost midnight uh, way would have come back the next day so first drive fumble recovery do you mm-hmm. think at that point that's when the game turned for y'all or? absolutely I, th- I thought you know they had some talent on offense um and got a kid that's a really good running back uh 10th grade uh jalen coleman thought we had to do our best job running to the football and tackling him but when you get the ball right there after a fumble you're able to push it in and and put seven on the board and you can take a deep breath and maybe not play as uptight defensively um after that fumble and after we scored seven came out and then just shut them down made them punt again so after it was 14 nothing you're really feeling good about it but i think that fumble and that recovery right there changed the whole momentum of the game um, it, it maybe put some doubt in their mind. It gave us some confidence. Uh, so I, I, I like the way that we started there. Uh, it's not going to be the way we start every every week, but if we can play defense first and be solid, not giving up any big plays, I was also concerned about their kick return game. I, I didn't want to necessarily kick off to them, but we chose to do that, um, and we kicked it to the Coleman kid, did a good job of bringing him down. So you got to throw some special teams in there as well. Because that all, that all worked together. So y'all scored on the first four drives after that that yeah. y'all had. Mm-hmm. How important was that? Yeah, we. Um, I thought also offensively when we went back and watched the film, we weren't as good as I as I thought. You know, I, I thought we were physical. I thought we pushed some people around, but from an assignment standpoint and an execution standpoint, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. Um, and that's a good sign. If we can correct those things and, and get better. I think we're going to be fine. I um, I think part of it had to do with field position, obviously, uh, but a lot of it had to do with us just grinding the clock, giving ourselves enough room to run the football, and you know, being successful when we had to throw the football or when we wanted to throw the football. And I think maybe that's one of the differences offensively this year is uh, we're going to have to throw the football sometimes, but we're going to throw it when we want to throw it. So um, we weren't forced to throw it the other night but we did we're successful i think we were probably like eight for 11 throwing the football which is very successful for us two touchdowns um so i I think offensively um you know we got some things to correct but i I think that was a good start to the season so later on in the game i think it was third it might have been fourth quarter you went for it on fourth down what was the mindset on that one yeah you, you um anytime that we're fourth and short that's going to be in our minds um and you know, when you're around midfield or a little bit uh, further down, you, you got to think that way, especially with the offense that we run. You know, it just mm-hmm. gives us an opportunity to get a first down, keep the keep the clock rolling. If you don't have confidence in your defense, though, you will never do that. So uh, I think it all springs yeah. from confidence in defense. And you almost had a one more turnover with uh, Tenney almost intercepting mm-hmm. us all. Yeah, we had we had a couple opportunities where the ball was in the air. Tenney was one. Matthew Escher had one in the first half as well. The ball was in the air. If we go and attack it and go either knock it down or, or pick it off, we'll probably have an opportunity for uh, – for two interceptions right there. Also got a fumble down on the goal line right at the end of the game to continue the shutout. And uh, I got to be honest, man, I was very proud of all those young kids that got in the game. Played well, played sound defense uh, offensively. Uh, didn't blink, especially our offensive line. We um, we had uh, we had a kid go down early with an ankle injury. Kid stepped in, played well. 
Um, not a lot of drop off between those guys, so that's that's bright future. Yeah, me and my friends were watching the game uh-huh. on the YouTube, uh-huh. and we're like, Vanderbilt's making an effort to come back, and yeah. then get yeah. stopped. We're like, let's go. You know, you never feel con- <laughs> you never feel confident as a coach. You know, it was thirty five nothing at um, at half, and. I don't know if many people know this, but there's a new rule in high school football this year, and once a team gets up by 42 points, it's an automatic running clock. The clock doesn't doesn't stop except for after scores and kickoffs. But um, you know, it's 35 nothing right there. We were getting the ball first, and and I told our offensive coordinator, "Let's go score. Let's get it to 42. Let's get the clock running." And then we come out. I think we probably went three and out first drive offensively had to punt the ball they put something together and started driving so you know those thoughts in your mind that they're going to come back and um, make this a game scares you especially when they got a kid in the backfield that's so explosive that can score from any, anywhere on the field that you you, you wanted to get up by 42 it didn't work that way you know they, their kids fought um, they played hard um, all night and uh, and I I just enjoyed the fact that our young kids were able to play in the second half. I didn't notice they stopped the clock like with like 50 seconds to go in the fourth. I'm like, keep running the clock. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's up with that? Well, I think I think they I think their coach wanted to have something positive to build on. Um, and yeah, if I'm in that situation, I I might do the same thing too. Uh, just mm-hmm. trying to put some points on the board. That way, you can go in the next week, and, and you know, just you're just thinking as a coach that way, um, and. And Coach Minton and those guys are competitors, and they they want something to uh, to build on next week, and I, I so I ex- I ex- I, ex- I expected that, um, but it also gave us a chance to regroup and uh, have some kids in the right places, um, pick up the fumble right there, and preserve the shutout. All right, so let's preview the rest of the season. Yeah, sure. Coming up, y'all have. Archbishop Hannon, yep. Assumption that's a special game for you because you yeah. started your coach in there. Yep. Woodlawn Baton Rouge, uh-huh. Thibodeau High. How'd that game come about? It was very interesting trying to come up with this schedule last year. This schedule was um, was put together um, basically during the uh, state championship week when we were get prepping for the state championship, and so we we're tr- trying to call and schedule games and. It was tough. I mean, some people didn't want to play. Um, there was a lot of talk about playing some some people that are really, really far travel. We're trying to avoid that, um, and it just so it just so happened that we had week five open. Thibodeau High's got a bigger district than us, but they just happened to draw uh, the week five by. And so um, I had spoken with Coach Duga, and uh, we we really didn't talk about playing a game. But as the scheduling started to work out, um, I could just could not find a week five game. And Coach Dugas was willing to play us. So um, I'm very, very happy that he's playing us. It, it basically, we'll, we'll play at home this year against Thibodeau High. But then again, next year, we'll jump back playing at their place. It's, it's like a home game. So, you know, this year we're unfortunate because we have only four home games. That, um, that's just the way the schedule worked out. But next year, we'll have six home games. And then we'll have the Thibodeau High game. So basically, we'll be around town for seven weeks. So after Thibodeau High, that's when you'll start district against Patterson, Donathan, Vaughn, Berwick. Yep. Then you'll go to Sam Houston and Lake Charles and mm-hmm. then finish at home against St. James. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, 
district, we lost um, Lutcher. Lutcher moved out, went up to 4A. Um, so it created um, a buy in our district schedule, and that's where the, the Sam Houston game comes in. Again, that's it's not an easy trip. It's uh, we get we got to go we got to go ways a to play. Hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a few. <laughs> uh, the other option was a team uh, Sterlington, which is almost in Arkansas. And we were just trying to find somebody. I'm like, we man, I, I, we don't want to go to Arkansas. Uh, there was talks about maybe stopping midway and playing at Louisiana College. Um, just not, especially week nine, late that late in the season. You, you don't want to have that huge distraction. Um, but ended up scheduling Sam Houston. But when you look at our schedule, it's, it's, it's three 5A schools. It's three 4A schools. And then it's our district. So it, it is by far the um, toughest schedule that I've ever had at E.D. White um, from just a competition standpoint. And then uh, we're going to face the, we're gonna face some talent. Um, St. James is going to be really, really talented. Woodlawn and Baton Rouge probably has uh, more D1 players than, than anybody on our schedule. Quarterback going to LSU. Um, but it also it also helped us because we were able to sc- uh, scrimmage Zachary early on in the season, um, who was the undefeated five A state champion last year. A lot of talent there. We were able to see what that looked like. Yeah, I thought we held our own, and um, yeah, I think it prepped us well for uh, for our schedule. So, so y'all practicing this morning? How'd that go? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, Labor Day. I told the kids, make sure you're here on Labor Day. I, I know you may have plans. Um, but um, most of them showed up. Uh, the ones that didn't um, probably won't play this week. But, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just something you have to do. I wanted to get them practicing this morning, cut them loose, and uh, let them enjoy the rest of the day, let our coaches go home, enjoy their families, especially with uh, playing on Saturday. It puts you a day behind. And uh, so this Labor Day really, really came in handy. So you, when you say put you behind, did you have to start game planning like Saturday for the next game and this game? Yeah, well, we traded film with Hannon um, early, but we didn't have we didn't have our uh, week one game, so we hadn't played yet, so we didn't have that film. We couldn't swap, so we swapped it uh, really late um, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. We had it Sunday to look at it, brought the kids in at seven this morning, and then we're able to go through film. Uh, go through a scouting report, game plan before we walk down the field. We don't normally like to do that. We like to give them scouting report <clears throat> uh, Sunday night, um, have them do film in the morning, go to practice in the afternoon. Uh, that, that's just the way it happened. I, I think it's better um, for us to, to get practice out of the way and then give them the rest of the day off. At what point did y'all put your third string in for the Vanderbilt game? Uh, we, we started mixing some guys in uh, late in the second half offensively. Um, and then defensively, I think we probably played the first two drives of the second half with our defense and then started mixing some guys in. Um, and it was, you know, I, I say young guys, but not all young guys, just guys that don't uh, start for us. Um, uh, some seniors got some action. Um, some of those guys we talked about earlier, you know, the guys that came out for the first time. And, uh, you know, it, it gives them something to look forward to. Um, some of them do play on some special teams, but it's just a little different to get out there, play offense, defense. Um, uh, and that, help, that helped us. Uh, it's also going to help us with an experience standpoint in case of injuries down the road. So, uh, you know, they probably – you know, some offensive guys got almost 
two full quarters of, of game action. So really, really good for us. All right, well, I think that's all the questions we have for today. Good luck against Archbishop Hannon, and we'll be back next week for Thank another episode. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it.